Welcome to What's Your Beef? Each week, we will introduce you to people working in the beef industry and some of the characters that help deliver the iconic event that is Beef Australia. Hello and welcome to What's Your Beef? I'm Jane Cudahy. The Australian beef industry strives to develop new and dynamic waves to streamline production and produce better beef. Agtech is a fun new buzzword for an age-old concept of improving production through innovation and it's through concepts like Beef Australia's Pitch in the Paddock that some of the fantastic ideas and technology bouncing around our paddocks become a viable economic reality for some entrepreneurs. Robert Bell is the Chief Technical Officer with ProAgni, a company producing patent-pending antibiotic-free feed supplements for cattle and sheep that significantly improve productivity. They are also the inaugural winners of Beef Australia's Pitch in the Paddock. Hello, Robert. Morning, Jane. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Now, I really want to talk about Pitch in the Paddock as the whole concept is amazing, but personally for me, I find it quite daunting, so I can't wait to hear what it was like for you. But first, can you tell us a little bit about ProAgni and how you came up with the idea? ProAgni's been a, uh, a long path, really. I, I worked and still work as a consultant in the nutrition space. Uh, I attended a conference where a researcher from University of Queensland and DAFQ, Professor Athol Cleave, presented... Um, his knowledge and understanding around um, the microbiome of the kangaroo and its ability to thrive in the Australian landscape, uh, whilst they're not ruminants, they certainly do share a lot of similarities with uh, with sheep and cattle. And, you know, through that sort of presentation, I, I got thinking about how we could maybe try and harness some of that understanding and, and bring it into the ruminant sector and the red meat sector. Sorry, why the red meat sector? Were you working in that space or you just, that's always been a passion of yours, that, that industry more so? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a farmer um, at heart. I run a consultancy business where we were uh, focused on red meat production in both sheep and cattle. Um, had a client base where I thought this technology of how we could u- utilise um, Professor Clue's understanding of ruminant microbes and the way they behave to improve productivity, performance, and, and ultimately potentially clean up um, animal agriculture in terms of its impact on utilisation of feed uh, and resources, how it impacts the, the environment, and um, try and improve the, the social licence to farm, I guess. I mean, we, we cop a lot of heat and a lot of pressure as producers from the wider community that, that most probably don't understand what we do. Uh, so anything that we could bring forward to try and uh, help us as producers, were, I thought was a really valuable opportunity. So through some long-standing friendships and relationships, uh, ProAgni was born to try and take this understanding and move it uh, into a commercial sense where we could produce uh, more abundant red meat cheaper and uh, have a less detrimental impact on the environment and provide us with a better licence to farm. You've ticked a lot of boxes there, I have to say. You've rattled off quite a few different um, you know, parts of that. But at what point did you realise that you needed a bit of a kick along and, ma- and considered an option like Pitch in the Paddock? At what point was your business at that stage? Uh, look, we were early stage. 
we basically formed Pro Agni in 2015. Beef 18 was where we went to pitch in the paddock. And we basically were trying to find our feet. We were part of the ML, MLA um, programs around farmers to founders projects. Uh, we'd had some coaching there about, you know, biotech startups and trying to understand the landscape and what skill sets were needed, what uh, industry experience, how to build a business, how to grow a startup from, from ground zero. And uh, when pitching the paddock become an opportunity for 2018, we, we basically thought it was a uh, as good a place as any to, to showcase our wares in front of our peers and um, stand up under the spotlight and, and see what people thought of what we're trying to do. When you say stand up on the spotlight, I witnessed that particular pitch in the paddock and I have to say um, the pressure... For those uninitiated, it is um, literally that pitching your business. I think, did you have five minutes or three minutes? I can't remember. Yeah, five minutes. Five minutes to to tell the audience about your idea, how you're going to make money, how the technology or, or the product that you're selling is going to stand up. And then you had a panel of experts that um, gave you some constructive, not so constructive uh, feedback at the end of it. And then, of course, it was all voted on and then an overall winner. When you first came across this concept how did you find it what was it like getting your pitch together and really sort of focusing on the on the core aspects of your business you wanted to highlight because at the end of the day five minutes isn't that long no five five minutes isn't long uh it goes very quickly but feels like a lifetime Uh, we we spent a lot of time trying to understand how we could clearly get our message through what resonated how we could deliver it in our least words, most impact uh, style. We were lucky as part of the uh, being accepted in the pitch in the paddock. Uh, the first process was actually to do a, a minute short video to submit, uh, which I I did. Uh, I've been lucky over my experience, I guess, that uh, presenting and uh, being able to do pieces to to camera as such and, and recordings isn't too daunting and, and public speaking. So we did that. We got through the first round and then it become really about game on. Then it's how do we, how do we deliver something that delivers value to, to the audience and to the judges? So whilst it was only five minutes, there was certainly uh, weeks of preparation, uh, coaching, which we're grateful that the Beef Australia provided to us as finalists. And then it really come down to refining that um, I do still think I was stitched up a little bit when I was talking to the organisers. They said there might only be 20 or 30 people there. <laughs> yeah, you uh, definitely stitched up. That was it. <laughs> and then walk, walked into the room and I think there was um, uh, five to 600 people, I think yeah, they said. easily. And uh, there was a lot of faces in there that, that I knew and uh, it was yeah, – look, it was daunting. There's no doubt about it. But at the same time, I think it's a bit like any, you know, type of athlete or someone that performs. I think the thrill of the the presentation actually feeds the ability to do it. It wasn't just you putting this pitch together either. What What is that collaboration like with your team members when you, you know, you've got to choose one of you to basically get up and pitch for the for all of you? Yeah, it's it's a bit of a short straw. I, look, I, I must admit I do enjoy it, so to be nominated by the, by the team before to do it. Um, it. It wasn't, you know, our team 
we've all got different skill set. We've all got the ability to do it. Um, and I, I think one of the important things about this is the right person in the right environment. Um, you know, our team consists of people with, you know, heavily scientific backgrounds, finance, accounting, which, and they're all farmers at heart and, and by trade as well. But to have um, must probably a relatable persona uh, for the audience, I think also helps. So I think I was the, the biggest buffet in the group that wears the big hat and, and, and you know, is uncomfortable in that environment. I think you're selling yourself a little bit short there. But there was a, a, quite a range of, of different businesses and products um, that were being pitched there and yours is quite technical. Um, wh- how did you feel when you were up and, you know, listening to some of the other concepts that were being pitched? You know, everyone that makes the finals of these sort of pitching competitions, they are all there on merit. Uh, so the concepts, the ideas, the products and the businesses all have huge levels of value to give to the industry. Uh, so to sit there and be judged within that group, I think, is achievement in its own. To win, you know, was fantastic, but um, just to have recognition that you stand side by side with some some fantastic businesses that are delivering huge value to the, to the red meat sector and the beef industry, it's, yeah, that's recognition in its own right, let alone um, comparing yourself to them, I think being part of it's maybe a better description than a, a comparison against because any one of those people on that day could have been, you know, the winner, not just us. Well, that's a lovely way of putting that. Well done. What happened afterwards? So you're up there, you've pitched, you've, you know, a bit daunted by the audience, but you, you won. So what happened for Pro Agni following on from that? What opportunities opened up and, and how did it go from there? It certainly feels like the old you've got to crawl before you can walk scenario. So winning the pitch in the paddock gave us a real sense of credibility from our peers and, and people in the industry that, that could recognise value in what we're trying to do. Uh, it gave us the confidence to know that we were much probably on the right track and that it is an idea and an opportunity to progress forward. And, and from pitching a paddock, essentially we've – We've been successful in more pitching programs where been, you know, had opportunities presented to us that you could only dream of um, in terms of the relationships we've built, uh, the exposure we've gained and uh, just the people we've met uh, through this process. So what would you say to someone considering it um, for the, the 2021 event, Pitch in the Paddock? If you are committed to your beliefs and delivering value to to our industry absolutely be brave and have a go it's um there's nothing like peer recognition um and having the the confidence to stand there under your own conviction and and put a spotlight on what you're doing and and be judged for that you know my understanding uh too because the the judges and and some of the people involved were quite high profile and there was a opportunity for mentoring out of the out of it as well am i imagining that uh yeah look certainly it's it's the conversations and the side conversations that that can take place that's been the real value so yeah there's people that were on that judging panel that we've kept in touch with um just to you know they've they've been interested in what we've done and and what we've continued to do so 
you never know who you meet today, what opportunities that might bring tomorrow. So it's all about, you know, like anything, we, we work in a very small industry, not just here in Australia, but even globally. We are a very small minority um, and, you know, we're, the connections you can build here can lead you all sorts of places and it, it is, yeah. Networking is quite an amazing concept. I think it can be quite, um, people can dismiss it quite easily, but it's a very powerful tool. Uh, uh, yeah, it is. It's, you know, the old saying of not what you know, it, who's you, who you know. Um, and it's when you get to a point in your business and you need to do something, and it doesn't matter what that might be, to know where you could turn to, to ask someone, do you know anyone? Do you know this? Do you know that? Like it's uh, it's all about that that point of referral. And, and referral, word of mouth, is the most powerful marketing, advertising and branding exercise you can do, in my opinion. Radio. So we're off the stage uh, of the 2018 pitch in the paddock, and you guys uh, are we're winners, and you've moved on from there. What does what does your business look like now? Um, what are we two years down the track? Our business has continued to grow and develop. Uh, we've achieved a lot more in the science space than we could have hoped for. What we're trying to do is reasonably technical. Been told by a lot of people it's not possible, but it, it's being achieved. You know, slowly, slowly, we're we're get we're forging ahead. So, I, I suppose just to give you some sense of of that, the place the place where we're really uh, concentrating a lot of our, our effort is in this ruminal population of bacteria that uh, that are the obligate anaerobes, so the ones that that die with exposure to oxygen. Now, that the probiotic market globally and the direct fed microbial market globally is is a really rapidly growing side of the industry. The challenge that we're trying to tackle, though, is about 95% of all the bacteria that live in that, that room, and then the, the really beneficial ones are actually these, these obligate anaerobes, the really difficult ones to handle. So whilst the market for anaerobes is quite well-developed and growing rapidly, we're trying to take a, a new pathway and, and unravel the mysteries of the 95% we don't understand. So we've been successful in taking bacteria out of the room and growing them up and being able to re reuse them back in animals and uh, in laboratory settings with fantastic results that, you know, we've been told wouldn't be possible and, and we're now achieving that. So it, it opens up huge opportunities for Improving food efficiency for increasing transition from grain to grass, uh, sorry, grass to grain, uh, methane mitigation in terms of greenhouse gas emissions. So we're only just scratching the surface of the opportunity. So this has really been where we're focused heavily. At the same time, we're really conscious about the use of antibiotics in our industry uh, and the role that, that that is playing in potential development of any microbial resistance in the human population. So we've actually been granted a patent now on our food supplements that, that are in that space. So, you know, if we go from beef 2018 as a, a pitch in the paddock contestant to 2021 as a as a business, we're, we're leaps and bounds ahead of where we were. We're actually achieving things. We're becoming commercially viable. We've got connections and research um, at a global scale now, and 
yeah, people are engaging with us because we're we're trying to be different and we're we're achieving what we set out to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can you've got some real measurable targets there, don't you? But do you find that producers are becoming? You know, there's a, so many uh, more conversations around uh, ruminant health, but human health and and how that all ties into to pastures and regenerative farming and all of that. Are you finding that those conversations are becoming more frequent and are producers really considering some of these um, health options? It's a difficult one. The the risk that I think producers have is they bear the pressure of expectations of consumers to produce clean, green, healthy food for us, but they also bear the economic burden of that. So. Our real focus is how can we help producers become uh, more economically viable, decrease the environmental footpack, clean up our act, and deliver better outcomes for the producer, their family, and the communities at a social, an economic, and an environmental level. Ag tech as a concept, um, you know, I feel like it, it has been a buzzword for a couple of years, but it, you know, it does represent something that we've all considered for a long time. Is the space becoming congested or is it still, you know, plenty of room for everybody in the, the ag tech world of Australia? The I guess the thing I've found with ag tech is in my experience, and I don't know what the actual numbers are, but every pitch competition, every presentation you go to at these conferences, if it's not software, drone or digital, you're a bit out of the game. and Do you consider yourself an ag tech? Are you an ag tech company? Yeah, I think we are an ag tech company, but I think we're more of a biological science company. Yeah. And I, and I, I see ag tech as more the digital side, yeah. uh, where I think the biological side is, is where we fit most probably more comfortably. How competitive is that space at the moment? You know, you did say that, Ag tech, in terms of the digital side of things, is is uh, highlighted quite regularly. But is it enough being um, done on that biological side? I personally think the biological side is where we've got some huge improvements and gains to be made. I I get uh, what's the word? I get a bit drowned, I guess, in the the next app, the next bit of blockchain, the next piece of technology software, the next sensor the next drone, um, I, I guess being science-based at heart, uh, you know, and I'm really passionate about nutrition, physiology, production. Um, th- those are the things that excite me personally. So how did you get started? You said you're a farmer at heart. Where did you grow up and how did you get into to sort of thinking about cattle production and, and improving the health of? I, I mean, I've got a bit of a checkered past. I'm actually originally from a cotton farm in central west New South Wales. Um, wow, that is a, a, long, <laughs> so, a long way away from ruminant health. Yeah, look, an ag science degree, went into the commercial world of agronomy for about 10 or 12 years, um, saw some real opportunity working with clients in the agronomy space around animal production and really ignited a passion for me to, to re-educate back into more of a, a nutrition and production-based focus. Um, so for about the last 14, 15 years, I've, I've really concentrated on uh, animal nutrition, animal production and, and integrated farming systems. 
um, and how we can better utilise resources, be more profitable and, and have a hell of a lot of fun along the way. So do you think, you know, when young school leavers are, are leaving school and considering any number of careers, that more could be done to highlight the diversity in the beef industry when it comes to career choice? Absolutely. I think um, I think we did too much pigeonholing of what traditional agriculture looks like. Uh, I've done a, done a bit of work in New Zealand and, and I always find their um, society very interesting because over there you're a, you're a banker, you're a lawyer, you're a farmer, whereas over here you're a banker, you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, and you go all the way down the list, then you're a farmer. So um, I think we need to be, as an industry, very proud of what we do. Um, we produce food for for the globe, and that's that's no mean feat. There's not many of us. Uh, we produce a hell of a lot of food very efficiently, and we need to be proud of it. And I think, you know, a little bit of pride in that is much probably lacking at times, which hampers the the engagement of younger people coming into the industry because. You know, ag- agriculture is a highly technically, highly scientific-driven industry where opportunities are, you know, absolutely limitless uh, into the future, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, last beef, I guess you were concentrating on your five minutes of um, five minutes of pitching, um, but did you manage to get around and, and enjoy the expo for for what it was? What were your highlights besides oh, winning ab- pitching? Absolutely, the I think twenty one will be my sixth beef. Um, I, I, it is, you know, we take a week, I take the wife and the kids and we basically spend all day just walking around, catching up with people, networking, seeing what's out there. Uh, it's, uh, it's a fantastic opportunity for everyone with the same mindset under the one roof effectively to, to get together and, and celebrate the industry and, um, and make connections and network. What are your highlights? What are you going to be doing for, for Beef 21? For me, it's, it's as much about the, the social side of it to catch up with, with connections that you haven't seen since, you know, Beef 18. That's, to me, I guess, the, the real value of beef and that's what I look forward to is, is people. And it's not just, you know, Queenslanders. It's people from, you know, around the world that, and not this year with uh, COVID, of course, but um, to catch up with, with some of the international delegates that I've met through through my time, it, it, it's just a fantastic opportunity to 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 reconnect and and reengage in in the conversations that were um, had you know three years prior and and see where things are at. So it's not a single event that that I get excited about. It's the the celebration of the industry. Excellent. And will Pro Agni have um have a stand at this time? Uh, we're still working out how we're going to uh, <laughs> attack it, but we will definitely be there. Okay. Um, that's that's one thing I can guarantee for sure. Now, are you a cook? I love cooking. There you go. So one question that we've asked everybody on this uh, podcast over um, this period is, what is your favourite cut of beef? But not fancy, you know, show off. I want. What are you cooking for your wife and kids on a Tuesday night? Oh, look. I I don't mind a good scotch fillet. Yep. Uh, You're only human. Of, I can totally get that. 
a little bit of horse rashage or a bit of uh, anchovy butter. It's Ooh. my two side favourites. Yep. Uh, and to be honest, you cannot beat a good sausage. <laughs> Great sausages. I don't. Th- I'm not sure if we've had any sausages yet. So that's fantastic. What are you are you just plain beef sausage or like a thick sausage or are you flavouring it? A good plain thick beef sausage. A bangers and mash. Bangers and mash or a sausage sandwich. To be honest, <laughs> snagging a swag. Snagging oh. a bag. That's it. <laughs> I reckon the my my kids app. That's their dead set favourite. I feel like it's a like a lazy weekend lunch, but they just love it. There's nothing it better. It is fantastic. Absolutely. Good sausage sandwich. <laughs> Well, look, I think we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time today, Robert Bell. Um, And hopefully you can be on the audience side of the pitch in the paddock for the Beef 21. Absolutely. I'll be in the uh, the, the thick of the the audience glaring at the uh, contenders for Beef 21 and uh, putting as much pressure on them as I can to... Oh, no. Stay out of the green room. Leave the poor things alone. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Robert. No worries. Thank you, Jane. And if you did want to register your interest in doing what Robert and Pro Agni did at Pitch in the Paddock in Beef 18, the Beef 21 entries are now uh, open. So go to the Beef Australia website, beefaustralia.com.au, and look for the Pitch in the Paddock button uh, to register your interest. Beef Australia is proudly supported by our principal partners. Thanks to the Australian Government Department of Agriculture, Water and the Environment, the Queensland Government, Meat and Livestock Australia and the Rockhampton Regional Council. Thanks for listening. You can hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our episodes. And if you are enjoying listening to the show, we would appreciate a quick rating and review. Visit beefaustralia.com.au for more information on this great event.